turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern and I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green. And we are your car insiders. If you listen to the intro, it, it kind of explains, you know, pretty clearly that we work for you. And that is absolutely the truth. And we've talked about this numerous times over the years, but we don't care if the vehicle that you're interested in purchasing is at a dealership or at a private party. We have no preference. The only thing that has happened over time is because we get so many calls throughout the week, so many calls over the course of time, and many of those people are not necessarily in the market today to buy a vehicle. And of course, Gary and I don't care because we're not in this to try to sell you something. We're here to help you. But what's happened over time is that with, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100, 150 different people that Gary and I must have at least that are looking for used vehicles, whether they be private party or at a dealer, we simply don't have the time to, to follow up effectively on every single car that any of the potential clients we're trying to help might be looking for. And because of this, it doesn't mean that we're not just as excited about helping you find a vehicle, regardless of where it is, but we simply don't have the time to, and the ability to do the research for so many people and be effective. So what Gary and I would like you to do, if you're looking for a used vehicle, whether it be at a dealer or private party, make us aware of what you're looking for, communicate with us. And then really, to some degree, it has to be your responsibility to try to find things that you think might work for you. In the event that you find something that you think might work for you, then you'd want to contact Gary. Or- Actually, I'm going to interject. With what he's talking about, it's something that it's very vague. It's very – I'm not – me personally, if you're looking for a car and you want to buy something private party – there's so many bad people out there selling cars, private party. Don't call me. I don't want to deal with the general public. If I wanted to deal with the general public, I would work in a car dealership. Okay? I can't tell you how many times I've had people call and say, what does it mean when the car has a license plate on the back that inspire, expires in three days? Okay? There, are, there are good people. There are bad people. If you're looking for that $8,000 car, and you're going to call me eight different times about eight different cars, and then I explain that this is how we make our living. And we don't mind the helping people. We really don't. And I, and I tell you, I give more free advice than I ever should. And I, actually, I promise you, I am guilty of that as well. Now, I said something to a woman one day that you are aware this is how I make my living. Now, after probably 15 phone calls and 15 different cars, private party, I found a car for her that was a 50,000-mile Honda. And she actually lollygagged a little bit. And when she drove down to the dealership, guess what? It was sold. And she was mad at me. And you know what? I don't care. Well, let me kind of try to help Gary explain that 
what I'm trying to explain, and I, and I think we're on the same Absolutely page. Absolutely, we are. The, the, the key is that, uh, again, because we don't take kickbacks, when, when we help someone buy a car, obviously if it's from a dealer, we do not take any kickback. If it's from a private party, we take no kickback. When it's a private party sale, a lot of the advertisements that are out there are just baloney. And so we don't have time to try to track and keep track of every human being that's looking for a certain kind of used car. And as Gary just explained, often when it's a used car that's advertised online, you know, it could have a fresh temporary tag in it, meaning that it was just bought at the auction by some person. It could be a vehicle that has all kinds of issues. It could be a dealer selling or trying to sell the car private party. And we can figure out all those things. But what we don't arguably have the time to do is effectively look for them for you. And, and I have a gentleman I'm trying to help this week. And I finally had to say to him yesterday, one of two things has to happen. You either have to lower your expectations for what you want to buy or raise the amount of money you want to spend. Now, he wants to spend between $25,000 and $27,000 and buy a less than 50,000-mile four-door Jeep Rubicon. That's a very complicated task. And without Gary going into further detail, if you had access to the auction reports like you Gary buy does the auction for that. or like I do, you couldn't buy one like he just said if you heard him as a dealer at the auction for that amount. Now, I respect the fact that the nice person hey, would he's like got to buy 27 grand. That's a lot of money. And you would think you can buy one. It's just the reality of it is it's one of probably the five best resale vehicles on the market today. And he's absolutely correct. And, and that's why often if you're considering something like a Wrangler, you need to buy it new and get the best deal possible because they hold their value like crazy. And there's vehicles like it, vehicles like a Tacoma, certain vehicles that it just simply doesn't make sense to try to buy an almost new one and think you're going to get a deal. They wholesale book for more than they invoice for brand new. You know, and then when it, when it comes to these $8,000 cars, unless we know the car and it's one of our friends that we're trying to help them get rid of the car, I'm not, I'm not shopping for that car. Now, the explain, laws, explain why. The laws have changed drastically with the Department of Motor Vehicles in the state of Arizona. For the longest time, license plates for dealers looked exactly like a license plate on a regular car, except it said DL. Okay, license plates for dealers in the state of Arizona are now blue. Okay, anybody that got caught, and it was April, I believe, of 2015 or 2014, driving on a dealer plate that was the old style plate, could not only have the plate confiscated, but could also have the vehicle impounded. Now, there used to be a transaction at the DMV called title only. Okay, You can't do that anymore. When a vehicle is sold, you have to register the vehicle. Now, if you buy a car and you give the guy the money and he hands the title and you take the title to the DMV and the DMV says, oh, by the way, you need emissions. And you bought the car private party and the vehicle fails emissions. You're responsible. Wait, let's go a little bit further because when it's buying a vehicle private party, there's one of two chances. One, it's free and clear. Two, there's a lien on it. But just because someone happens to have a title even if it's notarized, doesn't mean that there's not a lien on that car. And he's so correct, it's not even funny. And that's where I happened to be in the Department of Motor Vehicles just a few months ago, and I was at the counter taking care of something, and the person adjacent to me was trying to take his notarized title on a vehicle he had just purchased into the DMV, and he was missing a key ingredient, the seller. He didn't have the seller with him. All he had was the title and the notarized title. And when he went up to the counter and he handed it to the nice person behind there, the nice person took a few moments and did a motor vehicle record history search, which is how you determine there's not a lien on the car, did a few other things that they must do internally, and then informed the gentleman that there was nothing she could do with the title 
even though it was notarized, because it was not free and clear. Now, I'm going to take that even one step further. One of my biggest pet peeves is when someone buys a car and they do, and they, or they sell something and they notarize the title and hand it to the person, which is now called an open title. Well, I have a friend of mine that sold something 13 years ago and he made the mistake of selling on an open title. And in 13 years, no one ever registered this piece of equipment. It was a trailer. So my friend got a letter the other day from the Department of Motor Vehicles informing him that he was being fined $500 from the Department of Motor Vehicles based on the fact his vehicle was abandoned. Well, what happened was someone applied for the title. Well, when they applied for the title, the last registered owner of the vehicle in 2004 was my friend. Now, when you think of this, you think it's no big deal, you Okay, but it is a big deal. Not only is he responsible for a five hundred dollar fine for that for selling something on an open title and it never being registered, he cannot renew the registration on anything that he currently owns until this is fixed. This is why if if you're just like that regular person that's thinking, Hey, I'm gonna beat the dealer. I'm gonna buy a used car private party and I'm not going to get taken advantage of. There's a few things to think about. About 85 to 90% of the cars that are sold as private party used cars are actually dealers. So that's something to think about. They're not private parties. The other thing, the things that we've been talking about, well, there's salvage titles, there's salvage restored titles, there's you know, vehicles that have wonderful car faxes that show wonderful service histories. But guess what? If you don't take it to the mechanic, have it fully inspected, that car can need thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And you wouldn't know it because you're relying on something like a and, car fax. And you know something? I can't look at a car and tell a history. You know, Dana mentioned the term beat the dealer. Well, how about this one? How about you buy your car private party? And like this gentleman said, the car was there was a lien on the car person took their vehicle, they went over to a title loan company, and they took a loan against their car. Immediately upon leaving the title loan company, they went over to a third-party DMV and applied for a duplicate title because they had given their free and clear title to the title loan company. Then they turned around and they went to a dealership on the same day, traded the car in, saying it was free and clear. And guess what? It wasn't free and clear. And now you have an issue where you have fraud on the seller. You have an issue where the dealer can't sell a car because they can't obtain title to the car. But you can reach Dana. At 602-679-8324, you can reach me at 602-525-1370. The one thing, the one thing I want to make perfectly clear, there is no rule of thumb in the car business. Every single deal stands on its own. Earnhardt Honda has received the Honda Corporation's esteemed President's Award seven times in the last eight years. The President's Award is the most prestigious and coveted award that Honda can award to its dealerships. The award recognizes dealership teams that demonstrate superior customer satisfaction, new car sales volume, and business management. Approximately 15% of Honda dealerships receive the award each year, while Earnhardt Honda ranked in the top 1%. Please allow us to show you why we are the top Honda dealer in the West Valley regions, located at I-10 and Loop 101 in the Avondale Auto Mall. Earnhardt Hyundai Avondale offers a great selection of new Hyundais and pre-owned vehicles. We pledge to offer exceptional customer service and ownership satisfaction. Located at 10401 W. Papago Freeway, Avondale, Arizona, 85323 in Avondale Auto Mall. Miller Nissan in Mesa offers new Nissans along with pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs by top manufacturers. General Manager Bill Brixey will help you find that new or used car you have been searching for in the Phoenix metro area. You can reach him directly at 1-888-993-1126. 
his finance staff offers expert advice for those seeking a great deal on a new car loan or lease. His service does not stop there, as Phoenix area customers frequently come in and take advantage of their professional Nissan service department and fully stocked inventory of Nissan Auto Parts. They are located at 2025 West Auto Center Drive in Mesa, Arizona. As one of the newest members of the Earnhardt Auto Centers, Earnhardt Cadillac is proud to be your choice for all of your Cadillac needs. Located at 7901 East Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they have one of the finest inventories of luxury pre-owned vehicles in the state. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus. Krill Omega 50 Plus combines krill oil with ultra-pure fish oil in one tiny pill, and it promotes your joint health, your heart health, your arteries, brain function, and even your eye health. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus today. Just pay for shipping, and we'll send you a free bottle. Experience the miracle of Krill Omega 50 Plus. Call now for your free bottle. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person, and if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. What we're really trying to get across today is the fact that we don't work for dealers. We work for our clients. And, you know, I, I, I had it happen twice in the last two days, and it kind of made me laugh about it. And Dana's going to laugh when I tell him this story. I had two clients, and the joke, the joke in the car business used to be if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me they were buying a second car inside of 30 days, okay, if I had a dollar for each time they said that and a dollar for each time they didn't buy the second car in 30 days, I'd be really rich. By virtue of the people that did not buy them. Right. So I had a call yesterday from a really nice guy, and this is where this kind of came from because he was thinking about buying a used car. And I explained to him that certain vehicles do not make sense to buy pre-owned because the resale value is so strong and the great deals that we can get sometimes, the difference in a four-year-old car could be less than three, $4,000. Now, if you want to buy a used car that's a 2012 instead of a brand new car and you're only saving $4,000, do not. Seriously, and I'm not being a jerk, don't call me because you're way too smart for me. Or arguably, without being offensive, way not too smart, because obviously a four-year-old car doesn't have a warranty, a four-year-old car doesn't get the same interest rate, this four-year-old car is going to face maintenance and cost concerns, and without pointing out the obvious, a four-year-old car is going to be worth four grand less than a four-year newer car, probably a 100% chance. But if you're smarter than that, you do what you got to do. We get plenty of calls from people that... You know, just being intelligent, they, they, they don't want to take the initial depreciation and they want to get that one or two year old car that's got real low mileage where, again, someone else took that initial hit. The, the key is, like Gary just said, um, there are certain cars where, in fact, that's true. If it's a high-dollar Mercedes, a high-dollar certain type of luxury car, they're going to take a pretty big hit in the first couple of years, first two, three, four years for sure. So maybe that's a car that makes sense. If you're thinking about a Honda, a Toyota, you know, any kind of a you know, real good quality, late model, low mileage car, the dealers are just too darn competitive between whether it's a lease, a purchase, interest rates, 
programs, incentives, where they make it virtually impossible for you to justify buying a late model, low mileage car, unless again, you know something that we don't. I got a call yesterday from a friend of mine a little after eight o'clock in the morning. And the call started with, well, I know I get up really early in the morning, so I figured you'd be up this early. Well, I'm up that early. I'm up six o'clock every day. So when I called her, she explained the circumstances. And the only good news was I've known this gal for probably 10 years, but I've never helped her buy a car because she gets it. So she explained to me that she has a boyfriend. And her boyfriend doesn't want her driving the Hyundai anymore because of where they live. And I jokingly said to her that I would have a maid sticker made for her Hyundai to put on the side of the car. Now, here's what the sad part is. She has a Hyundai Elantra Limited base model, which means it's got leather interior but doesn't have a sunroof. has 45,000 miles on it. It's a 2014, and she owes over $25,000. Ow. Okay, that's more than a brand new one is today. Or darn close. So the problem becomes, at some point, she traded in a car that she was upside down in. She traded in another car that she was upside down in. And she traded another car and she was upside down. Just for clarification, that upside down term means that the first car had negative equity, owed more than it was worth, re- repeated the cycle, and then traded Numerous another times. negative equity car. So now, and she has a payment on a Hyundai that she should be driving an inexpensive Highline car. You should not have a payment almost $600 on a Hyundai Elantra. No, you should not. So the text I sent her this morning was after thinking about this yesterday. I cannot come up with a scenario that makes sense. Because what would happen if she went in and she were to do a smart buy, which is a balloon payment BMW process, Nope, not put any money down, and she could bury all that negative equity, but she now leaves in a BMW that's very, very low entry level, has 72 monthly payments in the $700 range, would probably have to come up with a little money. So the text I sent her this morning was, after thinking about this, there's nothing, nothing that I could say to her that's a good solution. Now, the point that I'm trying to make is how many times when you're dealing with a salesperson in a car dealership did the salesman look you in the face and say, you know, after thinking about it overnight, I don't think you should buy this car because it's not a good financial decision for you. Well, well, let's talk about that for a moment. When you as a consumer go into a dealership to potentially purchase a vehicle, new or used, regardless of how you pay for it. It is you against the dealership and all the skill sets the dealership has. So you meet a nice salesperson, they're pleasant, they're friendly, you don't like what you have, they have something that you like, they're pleasant, and all of a sudden you're driving the vehicle and you're in a negotiating situation. Well, as we've talked about numerous times, regardless of how much you might like the salesperson, they have no control over the math or the final outcome of the transaction. So in the event that you're in a situation where you have a car that you're that far upside down in, that much negative equity in, your really only choice at all is to apply money towards principal on the car that you have to reduce your loan as soon as you possibly can. Because if you were to, God forbid, go into a, whether it was a balloon, which he didn't finish describing, because there would have been a payoff at the end. How does that help you? It doesn't. There are times where you've got to personally take responsibility and, and figure out a way to make your position better before you try to replace your car. Guess what? Gary and I are on your side. We work for you. And it's us against them, not them against you. And the biggest difference is this. When you walk into a dealership and they start asking you questions about down payment, monthly payment, 
what you're looking for in a car. Those questions are not asked for them to find you the most car for the least amount of money. Gary, say it isn't so. Right. You, you mean when... They, their, their idea is to give you the least amount of car for the most amount of money, as were Dana and I, and he's absolutely right. They're there to make a living. There's no car dealership that I know that says nonprofit organization. But what Dana and I try to do is we try to get you the most car for the least amount of money. Now, there's all different ways to pay for a car, okay? And this balloon thing was was it was my least favorite option for some people. The way that that program works, it's incredible. But when you're $14,000 upside down, here's the one thing I want to make sure you know. Make sure that you have gap insurance and the policy that you have for your gap insurance covers that entire amount of the car. And make sure it doesn't have low jack or any kind of a tracking device. You don't want them finding that car if it's gone. Monte Vista Cleaners. Dry cleaned or pressed garments, only $2.59. Laundered and start shirts, only $1.75. Monte Vista Cleaners use a state-of-the-art equipment and best cleaning supplies to offer you fast same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry cleaned items and next-day service on all other times. They're open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 20010 North 59th Avenue in the Glendale Home Depot Shopping Center or 8345 West Thunderbird in Peoria. Monte Vista Cleaners. Is your bank, brokerage, or insurance company telling you to buy an annuity? Don't do it. They have very limited access to the highest rates available. You need solutions, not someone pitching you a product. Call for your free safe money book at 877-517-2346. That's 877-517-2346. Also, join Dan Bethel for the Safe Money Radio Show on Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7.30 a.m. on 960 The Patriot. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk real clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're feeding America. Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern, and my phone number is area code 602 679-8324. I can also be reached by email at Dana at yourcarinsiders.com. The handsome gentleman across from me, Gary Green, his phone number is 602-525-1370. And he can also be reached by email, although he typically doesn't see him till later in the day. Uh, but it's Gary at yourcarinsiders.com. To add to that, we have a website. 
And on our website, we have a contact form. And on the contact form, they can only go to one person. Every one of those leads comes to my inbox. If it's specifically you want to deal with Dana, he just told you. It's Dana at yourcarinsiders.com or myself, it's Gary at yourcarinsiders.com. If in the event you go to the contact form, I can assure you within 12 hours of you sending that email, I will be on the phone with you. And I guess the important thing with that is if you send an email, please don't call two seconds later asking me, did you get my email? Because if you're going to take the time to call us, the email isn't necessary. Okay. I got an email the other day from the same person three times. I don't know what they did, but the email came three times. We're here to help people. Okay. We're not salespeople in car dealerships. We're not going to chase you. I got an email the other day and it took a little bit of clarification, but it turned out the gal was looking for me. So I said, now that we got that out of the way, please feel free to call me on Tuesday at 602-525-1370. So now it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five days. Haven't gotten a phone call. And the person uh, wait, that can referred I, Can I her, say one quick thing? Yeah. There's a 100% chance that Gary did not try to attempt to reach that person, not once, not ever, from the time he left that last message. Now, the funny thing, I didn't leave a message. It was an email because in the email from her, she says to me, please reach out to me, but doesn't put a phone number in the email. So all I did this morning was I contacted, actually, I did it yesterday. I contacted the gentleman that referred her to me. And he was referred to Dana and I through the radio station. And I just wanted to let him know that I reached out to his daughter-in-law. I have not heard anything. And he says, well, I think they're looking for the same car we are. Would we get a better deal if we bought two of them? And here it is two days in a row. Same thing. My wife's looking for a car. I'm looking for a car. Do we get a better deal buying two cars? This is what I will tell you about it a car dealership. If you walk into a car dealership and you're dealing with the salesperson and he is trying to sell you two cars at the exact same time, I can assure you this, the odds of you buying two cars is very slim and the odds of you getting a great deal on two cars is even slimmer. Now, the way that I was trained and the way that I worked this is we did one deal at a time. By the way, that is how everybody is trained on doing it. They make the first deal make sense. They finish that one. Now you're comfortable. Now you feel good. Now they do the second deal. Now, I got to tell you, more than 50% of the time, the, the second deal never happened because you could have a circumstance where A, you have equity in one car, negative equity in the other. The only thing that really doesn't change is the credit for the two deals. Now, I got a call from a gentleman that was referred to me by a really nice guy, and I love art. Art's hilarious. I finally told him, if you tell me how I helped you buy a car, I'm never speaking to you again. Art, I know who you are. We've spoken enough times, and we joke around about it. So Art calls me and tells me he's going to refer a young man to me. And it took about two weeks for the young man to call me. And he starts telling me what he's looking for in a used vehicle. Now, this is one of the circumstances that buying a new vehicle may make a lot of sense. But all of a sudden, he blurts out and says, well, I want to buy the truck that's got a sunroof and it's got the big eight, the big radio system in it. So, okay, great. So then he proceeds to tell me how he's really into music and he's going to take the sound system out of his car and put it in the truck that has the upgraded radio and navigation system from Chrysler. And I was like, "Eh, you do not go out and buy a truck that's somewhere in the twenty-five dollars to $45,000 range with an 8.4 Uconnect stereo and navigation system in the vehicle and start plug and playing. You don't play with that. Okay, 
And it's not like the old days when I was a kid where we went to the AudioVox place or you went to the car stereo place and they took out your stereo and they put a new stereo in and then they put this little amp underneath and they put speakers in the back and they did this and they did this. You know, these ground pounding stereo systems, my recommendation, you don't put them in brand new cars, but that's just me. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. This has consequences, not only for America, but for every single ally of ours and for the continent of Africa, which was not ruined when Bush left office. You find me the success. You find me the qualifications for Secretary Clinton to be the president of the United States. Bernie Sanders says she's not qualified because of Iraq. Baloney. She's not qualified because of the last eight years. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to our clients. At Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people that know how to take care of a Lexus, but more importantly, people that know how to take care of you. Located at 6905 East McDowell Road in Scottsdale. Family owned and operated, Earnhardt Hyundai North Scottsdale strives to surpass your expectations by actively listening to their customers and employees. Their goal is to simply provide an exceptional experience before, during, and after the sale. The exceptional experience is not a slogan, it's a way of life at Earnhardt Hyundai North Scottsdale. NMLS 223916 and 6274. BK 0904164. LO 0914788. EqualOpportunityLender.PeoplesMortgage.com.ChadwickBurks.HereWithTheFactThatMightSurprise.YouWithTheFactThatMightSurprise.YouWithTheFactThatMightSurprise.YouWithTheFactThatMightSurprise.
really neat guy, really smart guy. And ultimately, his significant other is now currently in the market for a vehicle. Well, I mentioned this nice gentleman years ago. He sent probably the nicest, best written, most comprehensive letter slash breakdown of the research that he had done and what he was trying to accomplish of arguably any human being I've ever seen. And the letter was written better than any letter I've ever seen written. When I completed reading this really long letter, I thought, oh my God. So I emailed him right back and I said, you need to call me. Well, a few minutes later, shockingly enough, phone rings. It is the nice professor. We spoke for about 15 to 20 minutes and he during that time, um, heard a lot of things that I had to say. When just before we hung up the phone, he said, I believe I just received a level 400 class in the auto industry. Everything I thought I understood, I now understand I did not understand. And, and, and the funny part about what he's talking about is it's the, the phrase that I cannot stand hearing numerous times. Now, there's a phrase in the car business that you cannot say more than three times, and it's how I was trained in 1988. I don't know, but I'll find out. Okay, That was when the customer asked you a question, you were brand new, and you said, I don't know, but I'll find out. And the rule of thumb was, if you said it three times, the client, the customer lost faith in dealing with you because you didn't know what you were doing. Now, the phrase that I hear these days, and I'm sure Dana hears the same thing, when we explain something and the person says, oh, I know that. Well, if you know all of this and you know more than we know, okay, I've not met anyone yet that I have helped by a car that has understood the car business as well as I do. Now, I've had a few clients that understand it really well they really do but they also understand that what i can get done in five minutes or what dana can get done in five minutes they can't do in five hours well and there's a lot of truth to that and to kind of finish with the the nice lady that he referred to me she sent you know a very wonderfully written email again and in the email towards the bottom she put her phone number and when she put her phone number, she kind of made a little reference about how busy she was and that if I were to call, that there's a reasonable chance she wouldn't answer and ultimately she'd get back to me at her convenience. Well, let me tell you how my response went. I helped a nice gentleman that you know. I read your email in full. When you have about 15 to 20 minutes to call me, not before. Pick up the phone and call me. Between now and then, not only will I not contact you back, I promise I will not interrupt you. you know, now, she and I are going to get a new vehicle, but some people seem to think that we are car salespeople or that they are shopping us against other dealers. We're not a dealer. We work for you. Instead of you going in and working and trying to buy a vehicle where everybody's working against you for the sole purpose of the benefit of their company, regardless of what you think, that's what they do. The flip side is you go with one of us and we work exclusively for you and there's not a dime they could sneak in anywhere that we would ever miss. You know, what's funny is wonderful radio show listener called me. Really, really nice guy. And we chatted on the phone and he mentioned what he needed a vehicle for and he mentioned what he wanted. And I said to him, based on the resale value of the vehicle that you're discussing and the fact that you currently own this other brand, would you consider looking at a new truck in this brand that you currently have the truck? Now, he wasn't very happy with the truck that he had because he's only had it for 22 years. So he said to me, I really haven't researched it, but I've heard great things. So let me do a little research. So our intentions were to meet on Tuesday and he was going to be away on Saturday, Sunday and Monday. And he was going to drive down Tuesday. So I said to him, now, what I want you to do, and this is very important. The only question that doesn't make sense 
when you're buying a car is the question that you forget to ask. So I could tell that this gentleman was extremely intelligent and really used the Internet for his information, to gather information. So I said to him, while you're researching, go ahead and write down any questions that you might have. Now, that old saying, be careful what you ask for. So Monday night, I'm supposed to meet him Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock. I open up my computer, and there's my email from him. And he's probably listening, and I've told him this. Because I looked and said to my wife, be careful what you ask for. And all of a sudden, I started reading his questions. And he had between four and five pages of questions. And every one of them, I could tell, was from him looking at websites about these Ram 2500 Cummings diesel trucks. And not one of the questions that he asked wasn't a great question. Now, we got to the dealership, and we probably spent two hours going over each one of those questions. And if I didn't know the answer, and the guy that I was working with didn't know the answer, I knew a salesman that worked at the dealership that knows everything about the payload and the towing and how everything works in the truck. We understand, Dana and I understand everything about a car deal. We absolutely do, but I'll be the first one to tell you, we both know cars really well, but the technology is so advanced, and the things that are in the new cars, I don't know about Dana, I don't go for the test drive. I let the salesman go so that he can sit in the front seat and show the client how everything works because of the technology. And and I'm about 50-50 because of exactly what Gary just said. If I'm there with a person that I know, more than likely I'm going to have them take the client on the test drive because they know the product inside and out. They're going to be able to answer any questions the client might possibly have. And I won't make the mistake of interrupting or saying something that's not necessary. Now, if I happen to go to a dealership where it's either a used vehicle or it's someone that I haven't dealt with before, then I am going to go on the test drive with the salesperson, sit in the back seat, and listen to everything that's said to make sure that nothing is said that's not true. Before talking about this a little bit further, I want to make sure that we send out a special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. They're just a little bit off the 101 freeway on the west side. They are the dealer for the people. They're a wonderful organization. And hopefully, he told me, Rich told me, he's coming on the show with us next week. And, And they just acquired the newest Mitsubishi dealership here in the Valley. And I know there's other Mitsubishi dealerships that must be here. But I can assure you that if there's a Mitsubishi dealership that's going to do things better and nicer for the people going forward, it's going to be the nice people there. You know, I, I helped someone last week and I had the... I had to go to a dealership that I'd never been to before, but I knew someone who referred someone who referred me to someone, and eventually I ended up with the general manager's name. And the experience didn't start the way that I expected it to, and I was very disappointed because I'm looking at an email at my phone at a website that has a price for the car, and the other website was the dealership's website. And they had a price for the car. Were they the same? $3,000 different. Oh, that's kind of different. Now, if I show up and a sales manager walks out and hands me his inventory that has his costs in it, I'm not going to doubt and second guess him. He has no reason to show me this. Coupled with the fact that whether or not the vehicle that he owns, let's say he owns it for more than he should. That's not our current client's problem. Exactly. But the car was actually priced really, really competitive, and it's why the guy drove all the way down and drove almost 100 miles to get to the dealership because it was the best-priced car. So when they told him it was a mistake, he absolutely agreed, and we both agreed that, hey, let's get out of here. Well, the salesman turned around, well, you, you, you took the time to come down here. Can we see what we can do? And I can't remember the last time I actually had to work a car deal on a Foursquare or, or a sales menu. So I looked at the gentleman. And I said, here's what we're going to do. Let's drive the car make sure we like it. And 
He says, okay, I'll do that. I said, and let's let them look at your trade. So when we got back, they told my client, they're going to honor the price. And I explained to the client, they're going to honor the price, but they're going to under allow on your trade by between two and $3,000. Hear what he just said, because what he just said was a critical thing. They are going to honor the lower sale price that was advertised, which theoretically was the sale price anyway. But what Gary clearly explained to the nice person he was about to assist was that because they were going to do that, they were going to lowball, make a under allowance, make an offer two to three thousand dollars below the true value of the client's car. Now, what was funny was when the sales manager, when the salesman came out with the numbers, and he present, we presented him, he, he showed them to me, and I presented the, the numbers to the, the gentleman. And this guy was a super nice guy, and we, he started to laugh. And he says, well, based on what you told me, you thought my car was worth, they're $3,000 below that number. So I said to him, oh, this is now up to you. For that number, we're not trading. So now we have to decide, since they're honoring the price, what's the number that you'd be willing to trade at? Now, I had not seen his car, so I explained based on the minimal scrape on the rear bumper and the fact that he needed two new tires, that maybe the car was worth a little bit less than what I originally said. So if they're willing to adjust their number by this much, he'll buy the car right now. Do you agree with that? And Gerald looked at me and said, Gary, I would do that. So the next thing you know, the sales manager comes out. And I can't remember the last time I had a turn while I was working a car deal. And when I mean a turn, I'm almost laughing here yeah. in the background. When the salesman goes out and then the sales manager comes in and he's got his paper in front of him and he's got the numbers crossed out that the guy wrote and said, this is what I can do. And at the very, the funny part about it was the sales manager started to try to devalue the guy's trade. So when the guy turned around and he said, you know, you have a really nice car, it needs a couple of tires and it's got a scrape on the rear bumper. So my, before I could say anything, the client looks at him and says, you know, it's funny that you said that because your car has four new tires, but it's also got a matching scrape on the rear bumper. It looked like somebody closed the garage door and it scraped the tailgate of the car. The guy didn't care about the thing. Now, two minutes after that, we made a car deal and they got to the number that I thought was now the right number. But this guy looked at me when we were done, and he said, Gary, never in a million years did I think I was buying a car after they told me what they said about the mistake. And here's the key. It doesn't matter what you read. It doesn't matter what you think you can do. If you're smart enough to call Gary at 602-525-1370 and allow him to assist you, one of two things are going to happen. Well, three things are going to happen. One, you're going to get a great deal no matter what. The second thing that's going to happen is you're going to be either smart enough to say yes, and the third thing is you might not be smart enough and you might say no. If you say no, you don't pay a penny, you don't get the car deal, and we part friends. Same thing happens with Dana. We will make sure that you leave the dealership, not just the price, financing, interest rate, warranty, anything that's important to you the best way possible. You can reach Gary at 602-525-1370. You can reach me, Dana, at 602-679-8324. There is no one like us. We will prove it. 